There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's hard to believe it's Friday already in this week of President's Day. And so we're thankful for each of you to tune into the podcast today. We certainly are looking forward to continue the podcast next week and the weeks to come. However, we will be recording on the road. And so we'll just kind of give you an idea that uh, the sound quality may not be quite as good as what we can do here at the house. A lot of times we're in a small room or a different type of room. There's a lot of reverberation. There might be some background noise and things like that. But we'll be in Oxford, North Carolina at the Grace Baptist Church, one of the first churches I ever preached in in the ministry of evangelism. Pastor Cecil Newton was the pastor there then, still the pastor there. And uh, God has mightily used uh, the man of God there in the ministry in Oxford, North Carolina. So we certainly are thankful for the opportunity we'll have. We'll be there Sunday through Friday, Lord willing. And then we'll be coming off the road until well after the baby is born. And so the baby's due date is April 21st. We come off the road until about May 22nd. We'll have a meeting in Shingle House, Pennsylvania. And so uh, we're looking forward to a little bit of a break, although uh, it really won't be much for breaks. We'll be preparing for the birth of what is to be our son. At least that's what the doctor has told us. If the doctor messed that up, we're in a lot of trouble. And so, uh, Lord willing, uh, and prayerfully, we will have a son born to Rebecca and I. And so we're going to continue on in our Psalms. And I like to read uh, Psalm chapter 12. And the Word of God here says, To the chief musician upon Shemineth, a Psalm of David, Help, Lord, for the goodly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words. A silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. And so, Lord willing, on Monday, we're going to take a look at uh, the words of the Lord, the pure words of God, that silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. We'll look at the what the Word of God has done in my life, and look at the purity of the Word of God. But for today, I want to look at the early part of that psalm and give us an understanding of a couple of things here. For he says, Help, Lord, for the goodly man ceaseth. And again, we're talking about a day when it seems like there's no good men upon the earth. There is none that doeth good, the Word of God says. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. It is one thing of a steward that God requires. It's faithfulness. If a man be found faithful, he can be a steward of Jesus Christ. 
And we don't see a lot of faithfulness in the day in which we're in. We don't see a lot of faithful men, men that endure unto the end, men that will not be overthrown easily. And they're caught away in the things of this world, the affairs of life. They're entangled in the affairs of this life. And so God is still requiring faithfulness. We need faithful people in the house of God. Now, a lot of people, faithfulness to them is just attending church faithful, or maybe they do a daily devotion faithful. Some of you listen to the podcast faithfully. What God is requiring is faithfulness to the word of God, that in every aspect of your life, every area of your life, as God sees fit to help and God sees fit to show you grace, that you are faithful to the things of God. God is requiring that of each and every one of us. And so he says that these faithful men have failed. He said they speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. So there's no weight to their words. And I've been preaching quite a while now and dealing with that matter pretty often of this matter of words without weight. And what kind of testimony do you have? Is it a weighted testimony or is it words without weight? Do people pay attention when you speak or is it just sounding brass and tinkling cymbals? Is it words of vanity? And oftentimes you see people that talk about how much they love Jesus, but the proof is not in their life. My first pastor after I got saved that really uh, trained me as far as ministry and dealing with people, Brother Bill Clark down in Maryland is with the Lord now. But Brother Clark would talk about that old country expression. He said, the proof is in the pudding. He said, you can look at the pudding. And he said, you can talk about the pudding. And he said, it may look fine. He said, but until you've taken that first bite, you don't know if it's been burnt, scorched, they forgot the sugar, messed up the recipes. And the proof is in the pudding. And so we're in a day when the proof is not in what people say. The proof is in the evidence of their life. By their fruit, you shall know them. But they're saying with their lips, they're speaking, vanity everyone with his neighbor. And the word of God says, with flattering lips, with a double heart, do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. And so we're in a day when men speak with flattering lips. And by the way, the word of God speaks about a double heart here. And there's two things the word of God specifically mentions. It mentions a double heart, also mentions a double mind. And what is, the, what is the difference between the two? Well, in a nutshell, if you will, the heart is that manner of speaking in that place, that seat of your emotions, that seat of your inward thinking, that seat where your soul takes its abode, and it's the internal part of man. And within the depths of your heart, you are double-minded. You have two internal mechanisms that work. One, uh, and it runs after the era of Balaam, if you will. One is to serve God. There's enough of a fear of God. You want to obey God, but there's not enough of a fear of God to cause you to turn from idols. And that was the error of Balaam. He caused the children of Israel in the matter of Baal Peor to stumble in fornication and to go into fornication. Uh, yet he had enough fear of God that when God uh, ceased his movement, God commanded him to stop. He'd stop in his tracks. He was double-hearted. Now, the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's a manner of thinking. That's the collaboration of his thoughts. We know that when Esau went and married of the Gentiles, if you will, it was a grief of mind to Isaac and to Rebekah. And why is it? Because their manner of thinking was that he should marry one of our children, one of God's children, and one that have obeyed the ways of God. And so their thinking was of such in their mind that they wanted their son to marry after God's will. And so it was a grief of mind to them. Law first mentioned in the word of God. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Why? Because God wants your mind to be his mind. He wants your mind to be in Christ Jesus. I realize his thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are far above our ways. But yet our mind can be in Christ, for he said to let it be in Christ Jesus. And so it's aligning our mind with the word of God, and rather than the ways of this world. 
It's a constant battle, especially in this day in which we're in. I know with myself, multimedia, whether it be uh, written media, platform media, YouTube media, uh, the news, whether written or television, and just basic input is right at our fingertips through our phone and through our laptops and through our tablets and other devices. And so we have a way of thinking that comes to us, and it's trying to sort and muddle through all of those things to sort out what God says about an issue. Not look for religious websites and religious input, but what does God say about a matter? And so it's a matter of being singular of mind. But here he's talking about those double-hearted. And he says of them, he says, everyone with his neighbor with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. He said, the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Well, we know for certain there's six things that the Lord hate, and the seventh is an abomination to him. And he speaks of these things in the word of God because the Lord, there's certain things God despises. And the six things he doth hate is a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, we're in Proverbs 6 and 17, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet to be swift and run into mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. And so they speak proud things, and it's a, a hateful thing to God. Why? Because God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. But here the word flattery is used with the flattering lips, and two different times it speaks the flattery. It says the Lord will cut off the flattering lips. And so I want to just look briefly at the word of God concerning these flattering lips. Job chapter 17, the word of God tells us this in verse 4, for thou hast hid their heart from understanding, therefore shalt thou not exalt them. He that speaketh flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. And so again, we see flattery linked to the heart. Why? It's a double heart. There is a heart, we'll see in just a little bit, a heart that is not given to the things of God, yet the lips speak of the things of God, but yet the heart is not with those same things that the lips speak of. We see in Job chapter 32, Elihu is speaking in Job 32, and we see in verse 19, he says, Behold, my belly is as wine which hath no vent. It is ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. Let me not, I pray you, now this is a young man speaking to aged men. This is a younger man speaking to those older men that he looks up to. He says, I pray you, accept any man's person. Neither let me give flattering titles unto man. For I know not to give flattering titles. In so doing, my maker would soon take me away. Are we not in a day when men just give flattering titles? They speak flattering words. They are always exalting men above measure. You realize that the mark of a man of God is not in his education or in his titles or in his accomplishments. A mark of a man of God is in obedience to the scriptures. What he has, And those are things you cannot see. Those are things that God is going to judge. The mark of a man's walk with God is holiness. And if you don't see holiness, then you don't see a man that's walking with God. Yet flattering titles are given, flattering words are spoken. But Elihu says, I know if I do this, in, in so doing, my maker would soon take me away. We see here in Psalm 5 in verse 8, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Who? My enemies. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Why? They flatter with their tongue. In Psalm 78, the word of God speaking to the children of Israel in verse 35, 
says they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. Again, God links that flattery with the heart. For he says, for their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Isaiah 29 in verse 13, the prophet speaks of that passage in Psalm 78 when he says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. And so he says, This people has drawn near me with their mouth, their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. Jesus Christ, when he is on earth, is speaking to that generation. In Matthew 15, verse 7, he says, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And so again, it's not what the Lord said, it's what man has said. It's the flattering lips. It's those that their heart is not towards God, but their heart is towards self, or their heart is towards self-promotion, and they speak of God with flattery. It's like those that say they're seeking God, yet they're immersed in pornography and filth and godlessness and adulteries and fornications. It's like those that say that their heart is for God. And by the way, in ministry, you'll learn. Uh, eventually, I'm kind of slow to figure it out sometimes, but you'll learn that a lot of people talk about how much they love the Lord, and they'll sing, oh, how I love Jesus at the top of their lungs, but he said you can't serve two masters unless you love one and hate the other. And if you don't love Jesus Christ, you hate him. And if you don't serve Jesus Christ, you hate him. We were recently in a situation, I was speaking with some uh, younger folks, much younger than myself, and I asked them of that very question. And I said, well, do you love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul? And they said, no. I said, well, would you admit that you hate him? And they're very hesitant to say, they say, well, no, I wouldn't say that. And I said, well, the word of God says that. Why? Because with your lips, you've drawn nigh to God. With your lips, you've got close to God. Your lips have exalted him, yet your heart's far from him. He said in verse six of Mark seven, he answered and said unto them, well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. He says, you're a hypocrite. Why? Because you're flattery. It's all talk. What's the, what's the hypocrisy? As it is written, their people, or this people rather, honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How do you know their heart is far from me? And he said, because how be in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And so they're saying this is doctrine, but it's not doctrine. It's man's commandments. They're saying, thus saith the Lord, and the Lord hath not said. And we're in a day when... There's various forms of what we would call legalism. There's various aspects of legalism. One of those is just the oppression of those that would rule over people by trying to dictate the manner of life in which they live down to the, the umpteenth detail of their life. They try to dig into their lives and, and cause them to separate from everybody they don't like and everything they don't like. And they try to impose a manner of living upon people that they've not made a choice to. And then to tell those people, tell people how much you love Jesus. Well, they didn't make that choice because of loving Jesus Christ. They made that because of the oppression of someone that tells them how to live and tells them how they conduct their life. And it rules over them with an iron fist. And so the type of flattery he is speaking of is this type which we're speaking of. It's with the lips because the heart is far from him. Now, Daniel chapter 11 
And Daniel here is speaking of that man of sin, which is to come. But he says this of, of the man of sin, that son of perdition, in Daniel 11 and verse 21. And in his estate shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom. But he shall come in peaceably, and notice this, and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. He's going to tell them what they want to hear. That's why the Apostle Paul told young Timothy to preach the word, be it an in-season, out-of-season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. What for the time will come, well, they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And so with flatteries, he's telling them what they want to hear. He's flattering with his lips. Daniel eleven thirty two, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. In verse 34, now when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And so it's the words they want to hear. How does a dictator come to power? He has yes men around him. He has men to tell him what he wants to hear. But might I say, God doesn't work that way. God doesn't need to hear from us what we think God wants to hear. We don't tell God what we think we want to tell God. We don't try to put God on a pedestal, so to speak, falsely because of hypocrisy in our heart. We don't have to wear Real Men Love Jesus t-shirts and I Love Jesus bumper stickers to prove we love him. We prove it when our heart is wholly given to him. I've learned over the years, most people that have a t-shirt that tells you how much they love Jesus, it's because their heart doesn't love Jesus. Most people that have a bumper sticker says WWJD, they say that because Jesus wouldn't do what they do. But it's an outward form of what's not in their heart. Therefore, they're speaking flatteries. They're speaking things which do not pertain to them. They're speaking things oftentimes of which they have no comprehension or understanding because they do not understand the word of God and most certainly they do not understand the work of God. And so he said, the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Imagine if I got on this podcast and just talked continually about what I have done. What a shame to a holy God that I would just talk about my accomplishments. When any accomplishment I have ever done is just because of the goodness of God and the mercy of God. But I would take, and then I tell the Lord how much I love him as I'm taking credit for it. He said, who have said with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? God will silence the tongue of the oppressor. God will silence the mouth of the wicked. God certainly will silence those that with double hearts speak with flattering lips. Let it not be us. Let it not be us, saints of God. Let it not be us. Even if you're lost without Christ, listen, don't just tell God what you think he wants to hear. Why don't you just be honest with God? Salvation is a matter of honesty. Salvation is a matter of God just revealing you to you and you being honest with God about what he's revealed. There's no hiding or keeping of secrets with God. We pray you have a good weekend. Pray it's been a help to launch you into the weekend. Guard your tongue. Guard your words. Don't speak great swelling words. If you speak of Jesus Christ, you speak with the confidence and boldness of the Holy Ghost through the word of God. Don't just tell people about Jesus. Tell people about Jesus with the confidence of knowing that he's made the difference in your life. And there's nothing you could have ever done if it had not been for the grace of God in your life. May you have a great weekend in the Lord. God bless you. We look forward to talking to you on Monday. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As 
he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.